the hierarchy of the Marvel Universe didn't change at all. Because we're talking movies, we're talking Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, starring Lolita Wright, Tanosh Herrera, and Angela Bassett, written by Joe Robert Cole and Ryan Coogler, who also directed. The world has taken too much for you to still be considered a child. A colonizer in chains? Now I've seen everything. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie. Um, this episode, we have to fulfill one of our union contracts. Uh, so we have our editor, Tyler Pratt, on. Uh, and so you're going to get to hear me be very, very sad for probably like the next six hours as we talk about 2022's Black Panther 2. Hey, Tyler, how's it going, man? Hey, good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. Good, good. I mean, I figured I'd ask to come on because someone's got to have a conversation with Scott about this. This is true. This is true. Uh, so you uh, edit all our YouTube stuff. So anybody who has been loving our YouTube channel, that is 100% Tyler. Uh, our content is actually awful. He makes it what it is. Uh, we, uh, as you know, this is kind of the, the part of the show where we do what I'm now calling shameless self-promotion. So before we get into the movie, is there anything you want to shamelessly self-promote, Tyler? I mean, the only thing I have to promote is the show itself, really. It's all the project I got going on. Um, <laughs> That's my I kind of guest. That's really, my kind so. of guest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like doing the show. Um, adding a little bit of flair. Adding some jokes here and there. So how long have you been editing? Like, why don't you give us your little bit of a industry backstory then? Uh, so I was in high school, I took a videographer program. Uh, from there, I went to Conestoga in 2009 and graduated from that. Uh, did a whole bunch of uh, volunteering at Rogers TV, worked for some uh, production companies in the uh, tannery in Waterloo, and that's about it. And so you uh, you don't really like to do any other, like you don't edit anybody else's stuff at this point, or is that work that you're looking to get, or? Um, I mean, if projects come here and there, then yeah, I'll take it. Um, it's not my main focus, got to pay the bills somehow, uh, but right now it's just a, it's just a, uh, a love of, of editing and just doing the whole project. Cool. Scott, you got anything for Tyler since you are also yeah, on the yeah. show? I'll say that uh, I do know a guy. He runs a production company. It's called Ava Mac. <laughs> and, they're, and they're always, always looking for for cheap people. Right? <laughs> I mean, you can't be free, right? <laughs> you can. You, know you, can, pay, you can pay us. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely could, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Tyler, I mean, if you're done shamelessly self-promoting, we will just jump... Yeah, <sighs> both feet into this, this fucking show so okay so i want to start first go ahead and I'll, so I'll be, I'll be back in 60 to 90 minutes uh once you guys are done fucking jerking each other off so listen like first like i just want to say we've heard our social media comments we've heard the emails that set in and chris does come off as a jerk we are all in agreement with this um as you just heard 30 seconds ago but it's these quiet little moments that our audience doesn't see that, um, you know, really makes me proud to be Chris's co-host because fucking two Marvel movies in one year. Like, who would have fucking thought that? 
Also, when Tyler wanted to be a guest and suggested this movie, at no point did Chris make any stupid jokes about like 70 black exportation films. He was like, if this the movie you want to do, I'm in it. And if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Chris, like you've literally like went back and watched every movie that Black Panther has cameoed or been in, right? So you could you can have this in-depth conversation, right? Uh I think I'm going to plead the fifth on that or in, you know, invoke my charter rights or whatever, whatever country you're in. I am not, I'm not answering that fucking question. <laughs> now, Scott, if it wasn't me that uh, kind of like started this conversation about Wakanda forever, would it actually have been Chris actually wanted to do it? If you no. had mentioned it to him? No, no, no. In terms of, in terms of movies like this, Chris is very, um, what, what's the word? Machiavellian? like Machiavellian like so you know the only reason we did Thor was for him to you know plug some some certain other aspects of of Thor right that's why he <laughs> jerked it off so much right but yeah. are, are but, you guys gonna actually yeah. talk about this fucking movie because like <laughs> I'm getting bored just listening to you so fuck you. Well, okay I'll but say that I hope so I started yeah. to talk to Scott about the movie and he's like no save it for the podcast I know. So I haven't talked about he, any of it. I know. He didn't know the rules, man. He, like, comes out of the theater and starts messaging me on fucking Facebook Messenger. Uh, I was like, you don't know the rules. Yeah, I'm so like, Scott, Scott had to actually block Tyler. He's like, yeah. yeah, sorry, you cannot respond to this message. Occasionally, I get that. I mean, often I get that, you know, response. So, okay. Yeah, so, like in, in terms of this movie as well, I'll say this. Like, this is probably the most difficult movie to have made in the Marvel Universe. And one is the real world aspect that Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman passed just prior to production started. So I believe he passed a week or two after the final script was handed in for producer notes and then having to completely rewrite it with also the thought of whether or not they were going to recast them or move on. And I think going with where they went which obviously not recasting him but i think during production and script like this film blurred the lines of the real world and the fictional world a lot because it's really about like the five stages of grief and really the five stages of grief of dealing with the passing of chadwick Boeing and how this this cast and crew who work together very well had to deal with that about moving on and like as a viewer like you're on that roller coaster because you fucking feel it because you know like you're never gonna see him again in these films yeah so that's you yeah, know that, was, that's really nice go ahead go ahead tyler no no go ahead go ahead all okay, i was I gonna say is uh you know without spoiling anything i i think that the that opening uh with the marvel logo and stuff the way they did that uh mm -hmm. and then the section at the end uh, the homage or actually in memory of basically to Mr. Bozeman, I thought was great. Like I thought that was a very appropriate uh, thing for a film to do. I, I appreciate that they did that. Like, I mean, they, they didn't have to, I mean, I'm sure it was expected. I think they, that was very, it was very classy to do what they did. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel that I'm not dwelling what the illness is. They just said it was a mystery illness. And then not kind of diving into what it was. I think they handled it very well. Um, and they even consulted with uh, Bozeman's family about how to, how to move forward with the movie. So I thought that 
they did it very classy um, and they just moved on really. So what did you guys think of the actual, so the, that stuff aside, boom, butts are in the seats on almost a three hour movie. It's like two hour and 40 minute movie, which is fucking ridiculous. But anyway, what, okay. What are your thoughts then? That's what people are really tuning into here. Well, and go ahead, Tyler. <laughs> um, I, I, I felt like the, the whole pacing was, was smooth. Um, I do feel like there were some things that were cut, um, just for, for timing purposes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, You're saying this fucking movie could have been longer? <laughs> like, um, I, I, I think I what you actually listen to our podcast. <laughs> this is all about cutting. <laughs> well, isn't uh, the next Avatar supposed to be breaking some sort of time record? So, Yeah, but that's James Cameron, man. That J- James, listen, when you're James Cameron, you can make a movie about a boat that sinks that everybody knows about and somehow still make a billion dollars and have it play, I don't know, for like six years in the theater you get a little bit of grace. He has yet to really fuck that up. So you, unless you are James Cameron, you, you got to be a little more kid gloves with this type of thing. So you're saying that this movie should have been longer or could have been longer? Um, I think what they did in terms of honoring Chadwick Chad Boseman, um, the official, the first, or the first uh, script had a little bit more in-depth on Namor, where it came from, everything like that. And just due to how everything came about, they did take some some scenes out to add those in. Just again to make the uh, pay the homage to Chadwick Boseman. Well, so if you want to have that stuff in, what you do is you go and you take those big dead spots of fucking dialogue that are in there, and you leave those on the cutting room floor, and you fucking pick up your pacing, and then add in story elements that you feel really flushes out or makes a character three dimensional. There is large sections of this film of just people talking back and forth, and I, I understand dialogue is people talking back and forth, but just basically like this shot, this shot. They shot just boring ass fucking dialogue. Like, pick a fucking lane, man. Pick a lane. Yeah, like I can definitely feel, that, especially when they're in the uh, the dorm room there. Um, I felt like that could have been shortened a little bit, but I I do think the pacing was really good, um, especially for introducing a new character like that, and um, especially him being the first mutant ever in in the Marvel comics. Um, I think they, especially like naming him in the first. Uh, I guess movie versions of of all the Marvels. That's the first time we've ever actually heard the word mutant, other than in the TV show. Uh, was it the Marvels? Wait, aren't aren't X Men mutants? And isn't that Marvel? <laughs> it is, not yes. Especially in the Marvel universe, yeah. Not yet. But I'm going to say this in terms of Ryan Coogler. I think what he's done in terms script wise within the first two films, as he has made two of the most compelling vill- villains in the Marvel um, Marvel cinema with Killmonger and now Namor. Because, you know, Namor, in reality, he's not really, like, your typical villain. He's literally just somebody trying to protect his own people. And that is what the conflict comes from. All right? So it's not somebody trying to take over the world. It's just somebody that's like, listen, we've lived peaceably for, you know, uh, like 18,000 years or whatever the fuck the number they came up with. And like, we just wanted to leave it like that. Right. But your shit is fucking up our shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah like with, I agree. with Killmonger, it's, it's, it's really about, uh, again, protecting their, their people and revenge, or I guess vengeance is the word. Um, especially with, with Killmonger, uh, Cherry, just vengeance on trying to make something right in the wrong way. Oh, okay, so you guys are talking a lot about like, I don't know, fucking 
comic book shit about the movie itself though so but that, that Tyler, is namor's <laughs> that is namor's motivation in this film yes okay right I'm, to protect his people he must eliminate other people yeah like he just wanted technically he was he's like he was like canada going to the states like listen you guys got nuclear bombs we don't have nuclear bombs but can we can we be friends so if somebody comes to nuke us you can nuke them right and you know wakanda didn't want that Wakanda don't want some unless we get some, son. Okay, Scott, what about the two hour and forty minute fucking runtime? What do you think of that? Um, I didn't like. I didn't uh, look at my watch. I, it was more a bladder issue with me because I should not have gotten the large, the large drink mm. before going in, uh, not realizing that it was that runtime. Because yeah, like after end credit, man, I bolted. To, to to that bathroom but must be an age thing i didn't have that issue fuck off you probably went to the bathroom before the movie started smart the smart way but ahead, um yeah, yeah I, I will agree there was some stuff but i think now it's everything's so interconnected with this stuff like for me i think everything with martin freeman and julia Ru- julia lewis dreyfus could have been cut because none of that really progress the story in any way it's just literally you know you already know she's like the next movie with thunderbolts right so now you know what her technical role is and and that team and what their motivation is gonna be right so it's like it definitely could have been shortened yeah like i would take her out like all that shit out because there was no at least we finally know who she is because like with all the other scenes we didn't really know what her role is where she played in the government but at least now we know what her role is so wait, sorry, she isn't always a CIA director. Uh, we we didn't know that up until then. Oh, okay. uh, up until yeah. I was just like, oh, wicked! Like I know this, I know this actor. She was great on Seinfeld, and she's great in Veep. Uh, I actually, it was like one of the things that this movie I liked was I was like, oh, I know these people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Martin Freeman as well. Um, so this film has got a massive budget 250 million dollar budget so far it's done 420 uh 425 426 at the box office which is if you've listened to our show before you know that sometimes you got to do about 50 percent return on your investment to make any money i don't know if that is true even at these bigger numbers uh scott do you know like is this film considered a success at this point uh oh, i mean yeah. that's Just a big... the opening weekend alone was it was considered a success, right? Because it had what the biggest opening weekend ever. In, oh no, no, not ev- of, not ever. No, for the month of November. Um, like, maybe I thought it was all just COVID. Those were all just COVID numbers. No, no, I, I think even prior to COVID, for the month of November, it's had the like it has the biggest opening, if I'm not mistaken. And and I know um, it like just shattered records in both East and West Africa, which I think is super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I do. It, it is it is a there's like what one black one white dude one white lady and like i mean the supporting characters of the navy seals and stuff at the beginning but like this is a black black movie made by a black director screen written by a you know a black director uh i really actually so ryan coogler he did fruitville station which is on my watch list uh he did obviously it's really good yeah it's he did really creed good. the original black panther and he's producer in Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, but he also, like, he wrote Fruitville Station, Creed, and the original Black Panther. Like, he has screenwriting credits, all of this. So, like, he's an extremely talented individual. I hope he doesn't just get bogged down 
doing these kind of films. Like I, I do hope they he plays the one for the studio, one for me kind of role. Like does mm-hmm. some like indie stuff, some and, and really flexes that director writer muscle that he has because it's very rare. Only some of us have such great synergy as writers and directors slash actors slash producers uh, that we can pull that type of stuff off, right? So I know. Trust me. I think about that every day when I look at the mirror, like, fuck, there can only be one. It's like Highlander. And you are not it. So there we go. (laughs) So from the looks of it, it looks like he's doing Ironheart and then another Wakanda project. So he he does have all all his marbles from what it looks like in upcoming future. Um, He did Creed Creed 3 too as well, it looks like, in post-production. So were yeah, you guys a producer on that? Though. Were you guys happy with yes, the yeah. like action sequences or like did you did was there any fault in this movie or did you just walk out and go shit no, I want to buy like, another ticket and walk back in? Like for me, like I don't think it's a, really a spoiler, but like for me, the thing that I didn't like script wise is like the only person that technically acknowledged Siri as the queen was Namor, but even though Wakanda's at the end, still called her. Uh, princess so i don't know if that's like just you know a disney mandate that no princess can ever go to a queen because they can't lose the disney princess merchandise (laughs) but yeah like by the end like you know she should have been referred to as the queen the whole time right but they kept on calling her a princess um i actually man it's awesome like this has a solid cast of actors like the the actors in this are all very competent in their craft, Academy Award winning, you know. So you've got Angela Bassett playing, is it Ramonda? Is that how you say her name? The Queen? Sure. Yeah. Queen? Yeah. 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 Queen yeah. yeah. You know, Boys in the Hood, Malcolm X, she played Tina. She's amazing as Tina Turner and what's love got to do with it. Uh, obviously, she was she reprised that role in Black Panther. Uh, some people might have seen her American Horror Story. Uh, she also played Lady Macbeth in theater. Um, I love her as an actor. I think she is amazing. Uh, it was good to see someone of that caliber, uh, even playing, I don't know, would you consider the queen a minor role in this or supporting role? Like she, she had, she was more supporting. She had more to do in this film than the first film. Yeah. Again, I thought she was great. Um, but I mean, every actor in here, especially like the leads, like Latita Wright. So who plays Siri? She's from Guyana, so she's in Black Panther, Ready Player One, Death on the Nile. Uh, she was in Top Boy, which is a fantastic British TV show. Uh, the remake of it, or actually the extension of it, is actually, I think, executive produced by Drake. Uh, you got La Lup- Lupita Nario, who played Nakia. She's Kenyan-born. Uh, she, was, she won her first feature film. Academy Award win for 12 Years as a Slave as a Sporting Actor. <laughs> like, like, that's not so bad. Like, that's that's what you call hitting it out of the park. Uh, she was also in Treme. And if you are a fan of The Walking Dead, she plays, is it Maripone? Is that how you say the the girl with the samurai swords? Michonne? Michonne, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I've it, man. That's what I, I got. I, I can't watch those. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's like you. Dead. He can't handle horror films. No, man. It's zombies. <laughs> Specifically zombies. zombies. Zombies in possession yeah. are scary. It's way too scary. I can't do it. So, do you guys, like, listen, I, I, I mean, I can't really comment much on it. To me, it was like, this is what I had to do to prep to watch this film. I was so 
angry that I had to go watch it, especially when I saw the running time. So first, I watched Reservoir Dogs. Then I watched half of Silence of the Lambs. Then I watched this. Then I finished Silence of the Lambs. And then I went and watched Marlon Brando in The Wild One. Like, that's that's how I had to clean my palate of the Marvel nonsense, okay? But here, here, all over the place. Let me ask one question, Chris. You You praised Thor Love and Thunder. It but was fun. You loved it. Yeah, it was like but, super comedic but, and stuff. And it cuz it does it clearly does not take itself seriously. Like Okay. That's so, all Tyke is like that's how he does his movies just add as many jokes as possible. Yes. And we all have a sad bod inside our superhero bods. So Nah, I'm just all bad bod. <laughs> so yeah, you were going to say Scott, so yes, I I praised it because it was funny and it, there was almost yeah, like Yeah, so you would take that over over this i'd go watch it right now over this and i could well, almost watch I'm two of sure those in Disney. the time that i had to fucking watch this movie and scott what what i feel is difficult for him is that he can't speculate on what's going to happen so i think that's part of the talk like that's what i want to talk to you about before like where they're going next like these different tie-ins and who this mysterious professor could be and I guess we can't talk about spoilers. Wait, so I can't wait, 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 wait. There's a mysterious wait, professor? Yeah, what what mysterious professor? What are you talking about? The professor at MIT. Oh, the one that the, uh, yeah. the girl is like learning from or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The one that uh, Riri was doing the uh, the project for. And then the CIA got a hold of it. Uh, oh, well, you can say it. Like, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just because it's, it's only speculation. Yeah, it's only speculation right now, but there are things you can say that it's, it's Dr. Doom. Like, uh, uh, what's his first name, Von Doom? Uh, Victor. Victor Von Doom, yeah, yeah. So um, eventually, obviously, because we have Fantastic Four coming, so he's he's coming along. And then with, with Secret Wars, like, that's just, we already know Secret Wars is going to happen. And again, it's speculation because we know where it's going. Okay. <laughs> Tyler, man, normally we have like way more respect for our guests, uh, also because you are an unpaid. Way more respect for her. All right, I'm out. I'm out. Like, <laughs> Maybe it's because you're you. an you un- edit your own shit. An unpaid that. intern that does all our work for us. <laughs> hey, Tyler, when you're done, you want to bring me a cup of coffee? Actually, um, yeah, no problem. I'm on it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's some nerd shit because uh, this is not. This is sort of like how we got pegged as like a, a horror movie podcast because we did a bunch of horror movies in a row and it was like no 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 we're actually a movie film podcast in general uh, we do try and talk more about like the filmmaking aspects uh, so if we could maybe stay on that topic uh, was there anything you would change like is there anything you want better or more of I personally I personally would change how um, uh, it's not Atlanta it's Talacon how Talacon looked but it's basically um, Atlanta it's fucking Atlanta pretty much yeah <laughs> like... um, I would change how dark it was um, I found it very hard to like in terms of like, how to see the the, the movie. Mm. Um, I thought it was very dark. Um, I don't know if it was just the theater; it'll be different when I'm viewing it at home. But I felt the overall look was very dark and could be a lot. lot oh, I thought that was just more um, a technical, like technical thing, because technically it's at the bottom of the ocean, right? So there is no light coming in, so it would be dark. You know, like, in, it's it's in, no uh, it's Aquaman. no it's so, no James Wan Aquaman where there's light up you know jellyfish everywhere that uh, that they pull the strings on to turn on the light you do know that people but, also don't really live underwater right so in if you're in your you fict- know? have you been underwater uh, how do you know i yeah I, that was literally my job the ocean come on <laughs> i didn't go to the bottom, bottom of the ocean. uh you could brighten it up i i do agree with tyler on that like just so you can see 
like your set, right? Like wh- whatever it is, like your CGI or whatever, just like bump up the resolution on, or not the resolution, the brightness on it so people can actually see what's going on. Um, I'll have to, okay, listen, all, all bullshit aside, I didn't hate this movie. Uh, I, I actually had such low expectations that I went in and I was like, it's not bad. There was, you know, some fun little jokes and it, it wasn't awful. If I, if I had to watch a Marvel movie that wasn't like a Taiki Watiki uh, Thor movie, sure. Except that it was too fucking long. Like there was no excuse for this thing to be two hours and 40 minutes long. Um, the action sequences were fine. Uh, I actually thought that that ending, I thought it was going in a direction. I was like, oh, I like this. This is dark. Like it's not like Christopher Nolan dark night dark, but I think this is going to get kind of dark. And then it didn't. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. Like it would have been cool. Are you referring you, to you, when- that, 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 don't say what you, you know no, no, exactly no, no, what I'm saying. talking about. The beach yes, thing, the thing on the beach. She changed her mind. Okay, yes, on the beach. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I was hoping that was going to go in one direction and it didn't. And I was like, fuck. Oh, well. No points See, for Chris. My only comment about that scene was like, if Namor just waited like three more minutes. Because by the looks of it, there was a, a half million Atlanteans and there was like seven Wakandas left on that boat. <laughs> it's like, eh. Yeah, man, the Atlanteans. Yeah, then he made that comment after though. Like, enemy of my enemy is my friend. Sure. Well, and Tyler, you already brought up the fact that like uh, the Wakandans weren't, he didn't even want them as this enemy. He was just like, listen, co- colonial types of interests are going to come after both of us. And so we should like link up because it's the only way, way we can stand together. But if you don't want to fucking be with us, we're going to fuck your shit up, which also exactly. still seems like a weird choice. <laughs> like uh, you could have just like circumvented that and being like, fuck it. I'm going to go fuck up the surface world. Have a great day. You know what I mean? Well, but, like in reality, like, you know, I know you guys made comments about my military tactics with All Quiet on the Western Front. But technically, if he fucking demolished Wakanda, they would have just been like, we're not we're not even going to look in the ocean anymore because we can just fucking go to Wakanda because it's all there for right for the ticket. What do you mean? Like the like superpowers, like the United States and stuff? Yeah, because yeah. all they wanted was that vibranium. So if all of a sudden you know, Wakanda's mysteriously demolished and they're like, fuck, we can just walk into this place. They they don't really need the ocean detectors anymore, right? Oh, so what you're saying is like, by him fucking up Wakanda, he's sort of like, yo, but he doesn't actually want them to have vibranium either because he knows what the wet, like, let's be honest, like the surface powers will do once they have this magic metal, which is somehow also not the metal that, Wolverine has, which is what's that, Animanium or Anti- Animaniac or something? I don't know. Animantium. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <Animaniac>. <laughs> so, uh, listen, man, I got I got nothing to say for this except that like it's fine if you like Marvel movies. I think you'll like it. Actually, that's a question for you guys. As people who like Marvel movies, would mm-hmm. you recommend this to people who like? Is it doing the, whatever it needs to do in the multi cinematic fucking universe? Or no, because this one's more standalone than anything. Like, in reality, it is more standalone than anything. Because even, like, normally, like, an end credit scene in a Marvel movie is, is giving you what the few, like the next movie is going to be. But this one literally just ties up the whole story in this film. Mm. Well, the only thing it moves forward is the Ironheart series is coming out. It's really the only thing that, in terms of future, it's setting up for. Yeah. But I think that's now, like, also in the contract that every movie now has to tie to uh, 
Disney Plus show. But um, I think to watch it, yes, I do think it's well done. And I do think like it is um, an, a heartbreaking tribute to Chadwick Boseman, right? Because it, it does deal with with that very respectably and done very well so i would like especially if you are a fan of his right like you know his spirit i guess you could say is is cast through this the whole the whole film right and what about you tyler you did you like it as was did it meet the expectations do you recommend this to your fanatical fans are you looking for the nine hour black and white shot in reverse fucking version of this thing well i mean it was Zack schneider's justice league i mean that should have been done in the first place um, but with this, I, I think they did it really well. Um, they paid homage appropriately. Uh, it didn't, it was very tasteful. Um, the shots were amazing. Uh, what I did like is the slow motion. Um, the, uh, the slow-mo scenes, they weren't there just for, just to have it. Like with Michael Bay, who are doing all the scenes in slow motion. I felt like the slow motion scenes in this movie were to insinuate power behind whatever's happening. Um, like when Namor, um, what was... Scott, if you can help me with that, with the character, um, the uh, ape tribe. Yeah, yeah oh, that doesn't matter. punched him in the chest. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, Namor punched him in the chest, and his chest plate just shattered. Um, so I think the use of slow mo was was picked specifically and used very well. Cool, man. Uh, but, yeah, I do want to say one last thing. Like for Halloween next year, can we go as Siri and uh, and oh, I don't. Uh, what's her name? Well, the one that plays Michonne, like dressed up like 1990s Miami, uh, Miami Vice style. So there is a whole bunch of shit problematic about that uh, that statement. Uh, are you going to do it in blackface? Uh, are no, you also no. dressing as you're dressing say, as a woman? I'll be Sherry. You'll be Shapehead. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just dress in those outfits. We could just were, dress like, in those outfits. We could just dress in those outfits, and that's fine. And that'll get yeah. us in a lot less trouble uh, than dressing as women or as <laughs> black people. Uh, but so, sure, we'll yeah, wait, you want to we'll dress in our 90s? next prime minister campaign? Then we'll do the black. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. If I'm if I'm running for prime minister, then I will make sure I do the appropriate uh, appropriation. So <laughs> uh, that's. I mean, that's all. Do you I've know why got. she didn't wear a wig? Sorry. Do you know if there was a reason why she didn't wear a wig, Scott, in this movie compared to the other one where she wore a wig? I don't remember her wearing a wig in the other one. Uh, in the first one, when the, when they go to the underground casino, uh, she's wearing a oh, I don't know. wig, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't that just to like Bald is blend? Wasn't that just to like blend in and not like to look like not to look like a bodyguard or a soldier or something like that? Like, wasn't yeah, it yeah, more yeah, for yeah, being like exactly. an under undercover? Well, now I think. Well, that's the other thing too is we know about Wakanda now. We didn't know about yeah. Wakanda in the first. Fuck, That's I can't true, believe yes. I even know. Yeah. I can't believe I was able to put those things together. <laughs> Fucking, I'm gonna leave on a fucking high note there. Uh, Tyler, do you got anything else? Actually, you know what? We'll we'll keep you on for the after show because uh, it's part of your collective agreement. So that's all I've got, <laughs> Scott. Yeah. Tyler. Yeah, I mean, you should go watch this movie, whether it's in theaters or at home. I think you're gonna enjoy it. Um, definitely see it. Like, if you have a choice, do see it in theaters, but you can't go wrong either way. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com.
So, Tyler, what do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, this whole experience is great. I've shit my pants all the time, though. Uh, you, you know, we're not throwing you out a say? fucking window or something. I would, I don't know what, how, what can, there's nothing to be afraid of. Well, no, the difference is now it's recorded. Um, I mean, I, I can have these conversations for, for days, but to, to be on the spot. I, unfortunately, Chris <laughs> Tyler, you are going to just re-edit this yourself. So uh, all of a sudden, like your words and stuff are going to have like the best, like cut to scenes and half my dialogue's gonna be cut out, and it's basically gonna become the Tyler show. I mean, that's what Chris would do if he was editing, so. Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.